Hello and welcome to another episode of Go Fox Yourself. I am your host, Mr. Fox, and today we are going to be talking about President Biden's tragic mic skills, specifically on his press conference a couple of days ago and his recent um, speech in front of the mayor's conference. Now, before I get started, if you have any questions or requests, please feel free to email me at coffee718h at gmail.com. That is coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E, 718h at gmail.com. Also, anything that I may say is, in fact, my opinion. I will support it with fact. However, it is still my opinion. So don't try and steal it. Don't be trying to use it as a means of saying, well, this is actually what happens. No, it is my opinion. Therefore, do not use anything I have to say as being medical, legal, or scientific advice. Furthermore, I will be offensive In fact, there is a good chance I will most likely offend you or someone close to you while you are all listening today. So, with no further ado, President Biden's tragic mic skills. Well, if you remember several days ago, President Biden had what I tend to call a fluffer speech or a fluffer conference amongst the press. Now, if you know what a fluffer is, then you understand why I'm calling it a fluffer press conference. The fact is, the questions were basically there for them to suck his dick. Mainly because of the fact they were weak-ended questions. Furthermore, his press conference was weak in itself in the sense of what he had to talk about. The average American citizen, folks, is only concerned about the economy as it pertains to them and being able to feed their family, as well as inflation, which goes back to the economy, as well as the shipping issue, which again goes right back to the economy, and the stupid COVID measures. And what do we get to hear about? Nothing more than the filibuster voting rights bill, as well as the bullshit going on at the border of the Ukraine. Nobody gives a shit about it. Period. Folks, voters' rights has already been defended by the First Amendment for free speech, the 15th Amendment for racial equality at voting, which allowed black people to vote. Then, you had the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, which was women's suffrage, otherwise women being allowed to vote. Then, on top of that, You had the 23rd Amendment, which allowed Washington, D.C. to now vote on presidential elections. And furthermore, the 24th Amendment, which eliminated the poll tax at the voting polls. Meaning, you had nothing standing in your way of voting. Unless you were under a certain age. Which, by the 26th Amendment, was amended yet again to allow 18-year-olds to vote based on the premise, if you're old enough to hold a rifle for God and country, you're old enough to vote. 
There is nothing standing in your way to vote, folks, unless you get your lazy fucking ass outside walking your happy ass down to the voting booth and casting your ballot. There is nothing stopping you. This idea of voters' rights is bullshit. The whole thing is attacking Georgia and Texas' new laws on voting uh, how to vote or whatever, voting regulations that are created by the state, which, I might add, is also protected by the Constitution as to where the state or states have rights to conduct their own, like as far as conducting their own elections. However, there are also constitutional amendments protecting the right of the citizen from having anybody suppress that right. However, stuff such as an ID, which not every state requires, such as California, apparently piss these liberals off. Keep in mind, the state which President Biden hails from, Delaware, is in fact more strict than most states in the country, let alone Georgia and Texas. So the concept of this being a voter rights bill against Georgia and Texas is complete bullshit. If anything, this is more of a fight on rights for them to extend the whole measures that were taken during the pandemic with mail-in voter uh, ballots, which was a complete fiasco. However, it also turned out that we had record numbers at the voting polls. Practically over 70 million votes per candidate. Breaking an all-time record. So to sit there and say we're suppressing people's right to vote when we've got record numbers at the polls is complete bullshit and a contradictory of campaigning on this bill in itself, which Biden actually said in two sentences next to each other. This was to fight against the suppression of the individual to vote. At the same time, he comes back and says, we had record numbers at this last presidential election. Okay, so how the fuck did we suppress their vote if they all got to show up? It's a bullshit scam. And I know some of you are going, oh, but it wasn't. No, it was a bullshit scam, folks. I'm not saying that the election was rigged. But the reason why it was a big fiasco with all these mail-in voter ballots was because one, and this is an actual fact, you had thousands of people receiving more than one ballot for a candidate, which is wrong. That's basically giving one person the capability of voting twice, which if you know anything about mail balloting or uh, mail-in ballots, the fact is as long as all the information is correct to a T on the paperwork, that vote counts. They're not going to sit there and go, oh, this guy double voted. They're not looking for that. They're looking for mistakes in the ballot registry. This also played in part as well because you had people receiving dead people's ballots. Also, you had people receiving their ballot with their name on it but a different social security number or an address that was completely inaccurate, which meant their vote, as I pointed out earlier here, 
is not going to count because it's going to be thrown out due to the mistakes made at the clerk's office. And if you don't have those corrected on time, that means you don't get a new ballot and your vote doesn't count. That is the problem. That is where the fiasco came in about. And there is some question as to how many of these type of fiascos happened with the mail-in ballot during this last presidential election. In a sense, it could go either way. Because I really have no proof to state how an individual is going to vote. Not many people are going to sit there and say, well, I would have voted for this guy, but I couldn't. Not many people do. Not many people actually care. But that actually was in effect during this last presidential election, which goes back to pointing out as to why mail-in ballots are not practical. The only practical way to vote is to take your happy ass down to the ballot box and prove that you are registered to vote and actually cast your ballot. Otherwise, you're at the mercy of a clerical error or even worse, an error on your own behalf in filling out the proper paperwork and mailing it back in. And honestly, that last part, if you're dumb enough not to understand what you're doing with your own ballot, you probably shouldn't be voting in the first place. But the fact of the matter is, if you want your vote to count... Simple, stupid folks, walk up, punch a hole in whoever you like, throw the ballot in. That fucking simple. And there is nobody standing in your way suppressing that. Now, the aspect of the filibuster that you might be hearing, which is basically com uh, combined with the voter rights bill, as to maybe you've heard Biden base, uh, expressing, uh, the uh, comparing, I would say, any individual that was against getting rid of the filibuster, but also against this voter rights bill, is a racist. And be, that is exactly what he did when he compared anybody who does not agree with him to the likes of Jefferson Davis. That is exactly what he said. He pretty much pinpointed as the so-called unifier of this country as he campaigned for president, he pretty much put everybody on a pedestal and said, you're either with me or you're against me. And by such, comparing us to either Abraham Lincoln, if you're for him, or you're on the side of Jefferson Davis, if you're against him. What a fucking asshole. I don't give a fuck who you are, but how dare you even impl imply that simply because I don't agree with you, that is what I am. You have no fucking clue who I am and never will. That is if you even stay awake long enough during one of your speeches to even figure out who the fuck I am. Now that basically occurred within several days ago. The other thing that was really, really fucking great was hearing Biden asked about Russia. Now, understand with Russia, and granted, he spent a lot of time talking about Russia and the Ukraine bullshit. Here's why, and this can go either way, but this is really why nobody gives a shit. 
None of us live in the Ukraine. None of us live in Russia. So fuck them. Furthermore, Ukraine doesn't even belong in NATO. They're not in NATO. So we don't give a shit about Ukraine. Sure, there's a human rights factor. We also don't want to see war. War is ugly. doesn't matter who's on the right side or who's on the wrong side. Even if there is a wrong or right side to it, people die. It's not a glorious thing. There really is no victory to war. Ask anybody who's ever fought it. Unless there is a moral endeavor to be had, or there are spoils of war, which quite honestly doesn't really exist anymore in today's world, there's nothing to gain from it other than fucking bragging rights. Which really, when you break it all down, when it comes to bragging rights and war, it's basically between two guys uh, trying to brag about their dicks. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. Now, in respect, uh, keep in mind also, Ukraine is about as corrupt as Mexico is too, folks. So it's not like we really, really want to take in the Ukraine. But on the flip side to this, there is a matter of U.S. currency being more or less the global currency. And with a president as weak as what we currently have, the aspect of this comes to question of how weak do we look as a country with a weak economy, inflation out the ass, which basically can, uh, makes our dollar look almost worthless. Meaning, chances are, if it gets any worse, folks, which quite frankly, I don't see how it can get any more worse than it already is. Although I can be proven wrong. The world is going to look at a new form of global currency, which means we are going to be sucking it big time and not in a good way. Now, that's just two sides of the same coin in reference to the Ukraine. Now, going into what happened today with the mayor's speech... Well, there's a lot that had been said. And, uh, yeah, he tried to address things, basically backtracking over the bullshit that he fucking dealt with on uh, several days ago with the press conference. In dealing with today, one thing that stood out, and this is part of the biggest reason why I do not have any faith in this president's means of leadership. Because he does not understand exactly what is causing the problems. And he keeps voicing the same rhetoric that has failed every time. Now understand also, those of you who honestly believe in Reaganomics, on paper it looks good. In real life, it's a lot more complicated than, well, the money just goes up and up and up to the higher paying or the high wealthiest people, and then it just trickles down in the form of jobs. It's much more complicated than it looks, folks, in terms of making it work out, which is why it doesn't actually work out as everybody plans. 
Now, when you hear Reaganomics, obviously you hear the concept of the trickle-down economics as basically the uh, wealthy people owning businesses, creating jobs, and through those jobs and expansion of jobs, that's how the money trickles down. Now, keep in mind, too, when Reagan was running as president and served in two terms, interest rates were much higher than they are today. That being said, interest rates are now creating a problem with inflation, which we are now addressing, as the Fed has stated. But with everything else in factor, Wealthy Americans, if you will, or people investing into this country are actually investing more so into the stock market because it yields a bigger profit than sticking your money into savings accounts or other means that would be federally insured. Also, by them sticking capital that is quite disposable into the stock market keeps it out of the economy from the sense of the average worker. And I say out of the economy, yes, they're investing in the economy. However, that money is in the stock market, whereas as would be applied into expansion and further jobs, it would be going into the average worker, which thereby basically creates more money for the laborer to go out and spend money as well. Instead, it's basically staying within the confines of wealthy America as it stays in the stock market. And not a lot of people really understand that if you're going to want to create further expansion, you're going to have to move a portion of that money out of the stock market so it can be spent on expansion. That's just the cold fact. It's harsh reality. Now, that being said, President Biden said today that, well, he isn't a socialist. He is a capitalist, which I'm surprised he even knows what that is. However, this kind of goes back to the uh, conference that he had several days ago where somebody asked him about his agenda on the economy or his policies, um, and he was quick and defensive about it claiming that he is not a socialist, like, well, Bernie Colonel fucking Sanders out of Vermont, which was interesting to me because we've been saying he's a socialist all along, but this guy has always been saying, no, I am a democratic socialist. Like, that's much different. However, President Biden decided to just out this motherfucker out of his own party. So yeah, as of right now, folks, it is a fact. Bernie Sanders is a goddamn socialist. But Biden, however, President Biden, he's a capitalist. He believes in capitalism. And just to prove that, he lied to our face talking about how his state of Delaware has the most incorporated corporations in this country. And honestly, if you heard that, you don't need me to sit here and tell you how much of that is bullshit. To know that he fucking lied to our faces. Or more so, the faces of all those mayors pretty much applauding his bullshit. 
but he wanted to tell us he was a capitalist which obviously he backed it up with a lie, which furthermore states that his concept of being a capitalist is nothing more than a fucking lie itself. But as he stated, if you want to earn billions of dollars, if you want to make money, I am all for that, but pay your fair share. Now folks, that in itself is a fucking lie. And I'll explain why. This concept of the rich not paying their fair share, look, I'm all about income equality. I'm all about not necessarily spreading the wealth, but expanding the wealth to where the economy can grow, which means that the average worker needs a fucking fair share of their hard-earned money. And I'm not talking about the fucking minimum wage employees. Those of you that honestly think minimum wage is a factor into career work, uh, get a fucking life, people. Minimum wage is for somebody with no education, no skill, and nothing to fucking offer, let alone experience. You're a bottom feeder. You're starting at the bottom of the barrel. You need to start working your way up like the rest of us. You got a problem with that? Fuck off. The fact of the matter is, the rich do in fact pay their fair share. Not too long ago, and I'm talking like late last year, just before the turn of the fiscal year of 2022, which is basically around September, October-ish. <laughs> Tax Foundation released a memo proving that this was bullshit by stating that as of now, the rich have been paying more than they have since 2001. Meaning that entire term of George Bush's tax plan, all that stuff that took into effect to basically break down and make it easier for the rich people that all these fucking liberals been complaining about with the George Bush tax plan, tax cuts. Yeah, folks. As of 2021, going into 2022, the rich have paid far more their fair share since that took into effect. Furthermore, it also stated that the top 1% of the wealthy Americans or wealthiest Americans pay 40% of all revenue collected by the government. Meaning... The top 1% pays 40% of all the taxes. They also went further on to explain that the top 0.1%, and for those of you that ain't good at math, 0.1% means one-tenth of a percent of the top 1% of wealthiest, or wealthy Americans pay 20% of all taxes collected by the government. So, to sit here, and like I said, income equality, getting more people in a position to have a buying power and stake in this country's growth, I am all for it. Not like a socialist, but in a sense of being able to have the worker support their family 
from a career and experience that they currently have and further this country's growth. That's what I'm for. But if you're going to sit there and lie to my fucking face and tell me something that isn't true, like the rich don't pay their fair share, fuck off. Why should I believe anything you have to say when all you're going to sit there do is tell me fucking lies? And this is what we're basically having to put up with. This is literally what we are seeing right now. The desperation, and I'm sorry I used the term literal in the wrong sense. But um, this, from watching that speech... Uh, today and watching that fluffer press conference of two or several days ago, this is the act of a desperate man. This is an act of somebody who is losing his party and realizes it that by November of 2022, it's probably going to be dead in the water. Now, I've made my comments about the filibuster before and how I wouldn't mind them getting rid of it. Why? Not because I agree with Biden, but because I want to see it blow up in their face when they're the minority. Not that I'm interested in watching the Republicans win, but I am damn near interested and find it amusing to watch the Democrats lose because they whine like a bunch of crybaby little bitches. And if you don't believe me, watch AOC. Watch Harris, our vice president, Kamala Harris. Oh, she does it so well. As soon as somebody asks her a tough question, she starts crying and getting all defensive. Biden's been doing it lately, too. Obviously, this desperation is taking a toll on him. But rest assured, in 2022, in November of 2022, you're probably going to see a huge shift. And for those of you who honestly think that the filibuster is this racist thing of Jim Crow-esque historian fact, it's bullshit. It is complete bullshit. I even heard Samantha B. Uh, she is so fucking stupid. And actually, she's, she's living proof that why we should probably keep abortion legal. That is how fucking stupid she really is. People like her and her herself. I mean, I'm not for abortion personally, but considering the Supreme Court's ruling on that new Texas abortion law, yeah, you might want to hold off on it for a while. I can see why uh, abortion is um, probably a good thing. I know that kind of goes against my personal value, but uh, yeah, in her case and people like her, I'm willing to make a compromise. But the fact is, the filibuster was prior to Jim Crow. The filibuster was created by Aaron Burr. Look it up by all means. Look up everything I just told you. In fact, look at the speeches. But look up the, th uh, the filibuster when it came about. It was started by Aaron Burr as a means of protecting the minority in the Senate from a majority oversweep to where... The cruel portion of democracy, as stated by, I believe it was Plato, that true democracy is where the majority oppresses and suppresses the minority. That is what the filibuster was created for. Then came the Jim Crow laws, 
much later on. And now people basically look at that as, well, it was used during the Jim Crow era. Yeah, well, the filibuster was used prior to the Jim Crow era, and it was used as well by people like Robert Byrd in 1995 to stall the deal with America, forcing Newt Gingrich and Bob Dole to have to compromise on a plan that they felt was detrimental to their base. So yeah, it did do some harm, but it also did a lot of good over the time. And the fact is, it's not a racist agenda or a racist form of legislation within policy or process. It's a tool. And it is a tool to be used by the Senate to control the majority from getting out of hand. So yeah, they want to get rid of it? Let them. Let's see how well that they can uh, govern the Senate when they're the minority. <laughs> I'm all for it. But with all that, folks, um, that's pretty much all I got. That's all I got to say about what's been going on. And uh, if things don't change soon, yeah, we're going to be sucking it big time. We are going to suck it. So think about that when you go to the poll. Not to dissuade you from going to the polls. But, uh, yeah. Go fox yourself.